You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. You're watching Pirate Breakdown with Sutton Young. Join Sutton every Wednesday night on the Sports Objective as he talks East Carolina football. Here's Sutton. And welcome in to Pirate Breakdown. Hope you all have had a great week. It's a Thursday, usually on a Wednesdays, but you know, a day week. It's all right. Joined tonight by Kyle Barber. Kyle, how you doing, man? What's going on, Sutton? Uh, is uh, interesting uh, bit of weather going on right now. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not to jump too far ahead, but uh, I'm anxious to see if we're actually going to get there tomorrow. Um, scheduled uh, last I heard, we're scheduled to fly around one thirty-two o'clock, and I, that's potentially going to be when the worst of the winds are coming through Grable. So. I don't know. Uh, it, 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 it'll be interesting to see. South Florida made all the trouble to move this game from Tampa to to uh, Boca Raton. Hopefully we can get there. Yeah, I, I was looking at that too earlier in the uh, the wind conditions because obviously we've been covering Hurricane Ian now brought back into a hurricane, Category 1 hurricane. I mean, it, it's still whipping through Florida. It's still there, and I, I'm really thinking – Tomorrow, how I mean, the team is scheduled as you said to fly out tomorrow afternoon. I mean, will they be able to safely? So that's yeah. definitely Yeah, I don't know why we don't fly out uh, either night or in the morning. Right. I mean, I I know it's a chartered flight. I don't know how easy it is to call those audibles to say, "Hey, uh, let's go ahead and move the flight up to eight a.m., nine a.m." Um, because uh, you know, I think by tomorrow afternoon, uh, particularly depending on the the, the, the exact path. But we're in a tropical storm warning, pretty much all of East North Carolina now. And, uh, you know, I was looking at meteorologist Jerry Jackson, WNCT, said we could have gusts 50 to 60 miles per hour well inland. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know uh, if you could take off and fly in those conditions. Uh, you could fly in those conditions. Mm-hmm. A lot of turbulence. Uh, the problem is takeoff. Right. So, uh, I, you know, I, I, I don't know, again, how easy it is to call, to call an audible uh, with these charter flights and see if we can't take off a little earlier. But, you know, I'm not running things. But uh, how ironic would that be, Sutton, if uh, if we couldn't get down there and that's the reason the game hadn't played after uh, after all the things South Florida did to move it? Yeah, and, and it's, it's, cer- it's certainly something that, I mean, in my opinion, I mean, if you can get down there, I mean, obviously the hurricane is tropical storm wherever you are. It's not going anywhere, but – if there is a safer way out and you move it up, you take that flight out. So hopefully with these charter flights, they'll be able to get something. I believe that ECU's Allegiant, don't count me on that. But either way, hopefully they will be able to get out of there. But something that we were not able to get out of on Saturday was a defeat against Navy, who is now 5-0 and in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. And Kyle, it pains me to say because we really should have won the game. Yeah, there's no doubt we could have won the game. Um, I, I, you know, the game plan on offense, I don't think was uh, working. Obviously, uh, we, we we couldn't establish the run. We we were banging our heads against the wall to establish the run. Pass was there. They were getting pressure on Holton at times, but passing game was still there. We should have went to it more. Uh, you know, you, you lose it in overtime. To me, the play of the game that cost us, and you, and you hate to single them out because he hadn't fumbled the ball very much, but that fumble by Harris in the fourth quarter that gave Navy the short field that uh, they scored at the time, the go-ahead touchdown, 
and then um you know we ended up tying it but uh, god that play was huge to me but uh multiple opportunities to win that football game we we look um there's a whole bunch of people that i think are in the panic room a little too soon um i think we are a very good football team and uh I think the Navy game, it's good to be, and I shouldn't say it's good to be, it's okay to be upset about it, mad about it, disappointed about it, because we should have won. We are, we are a, we are, not only are we better than Navy, we are significantly better than Navy. And I think if you play that game 10 times, we win nine out of 10. We just had a poor game plan offensively and uh, just everything, everything fell their way. Um, every close call the officials made, yep. they got they got they got every little thing go their way, and uh, it is what it is. Yeah, and I mean th- there were multiple pieces in where people were questioning. Okay, well, we lost the game because of this X Y Z. But I was in the press conference on Saturday night. That that might have been the quickest press conference I've been in, and and Holton said it straight up. I mean, there were plenty of people pointing the finger at Owen Daffer for missing the kick, but Holton said straight up, "Do not blame this game on uh, Owen Daffer. Blaming on me, Holton Aylers." And I, I'm not going to blame the game on anybody, but I will say this: Owen Daffer did not lose the game for us. And I know a lot of people are saying that on social media. That was not the case. No, Owen didn't lose the game for us. Uh, you know, Owen, Owen had a chance to, to tie the game in overtime. Well, my, my question about Daffer is how much is he in his head now? He's got all the he's got all the ability in the world. Uh, we've seen it, but he's missed three kicks now in clutch situations. Right. Uh, an extra point, two field goals, and at some point, you know, you got to acknowledge uh, the kids. You know, between the years, has has. Um, it's gotten to his own head. He, he's let the pressure get to him. And uh, I don't know um, if they've opened up kick competition in practice or not. Um, there's two schools of thought on that. Some people will say, would say, if you do that, you may lose them even more. I tend to disagree with that. Um, I, I think if you're a competitor and uh, you open up that kick competition, um, it, it, you know, uh, he needs to believe in himself. And if yep. he doesn't believe in himself, it doesn't matter if the coaches believe in him or not. And so I think competition could be a good thing for him. No, I, I mean, I, I certainly agree with that. I think that, <clears throat> frankly, there should always be competition there. But, I mean, like like you said, Owen, he's a great kicker. I mean, he, he got his spark last year at Navy. I mean, and it's unfortunate that he missed the kick this year to beat Navy or to tie the game with Navy and send it to triple overtime. But I do think, as you said, Kyle, that a kicking competition, it would not be bad for this special teams unit because, I mean, I, I don't know Owen personally, but he seems like a very driven kid and one that I think would res- respond well to pressure. So I, I think it's more in the sense of, yeah, Owen, I think he'll keep his job the rest of the season and moving forward, but competition is always – a good thing to have, and I think it would benefit him. No, it definitely would, and uh, you know, I think um, I think Matt brought this up. Matt Simmons on one of our other shows. You know, if right now we're in a winter situation against South Florida, and let's say we got the ball at the at the thirty, and uh, do, do, do you kick? You know, it's at the end of the game. Do you have the confidence to send him out there to kick a long field goal for the win, right. or uh, or are you leaving your offense on the field right now? And uh, 
I think most people would say leave the offense on the field. I mean, uh, you know, he may go out there and nail it, and that may be what he needs to get his confidence back. But, uh, you know, it's a shaky situation there. But, no, just, just to wrap that part up, he is not responsible for the game. He is responsible for his missed field goal and us not going to a third overtime. But we should have won that game in regulation. And that, that, that thing should have never even been in overtime. And that's not on Owen. Right. And that's the thing. I mean, as much I don't want to blame the game on anybody specifically, but I personally think that the game after that interception late in the fourth quarter, that that to me was okay. We might be in trouble because that gave Navy the momentum right back. We had the momentum and we just handed it to him and we know what happened after that. Again, there were multiple reasons why we lost this game. It wasn't one person. But I'll tell you something else that had a big impact was losing Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, losing Keaton. And, again, that goes back to banging our head against the wall with the running game when it wasn't there. Um, I don't know. You know, we did some nice things in the passing game. I don't know why we didn't go to it more. I, uh, I, you know, the, the interception holding through uh, on the third and one, uh, I, you know, I, I challenged Mike Houston there. Why didn't you call a timeout there with two timeouts left um, you, you, you're third and one, the clock's running. Why you don't call a timeout there and get the right play call in? Uh, you, you got two timeouts. That's the time to use it because after that play was over, you know, after he threw the pick, there was only 25 seconds left. When we, when, when we got to the line of scrimmage, it was like 40 some seconds left after the previous play. So we waited to 20 seconds. Um, so I don't know why we didn't use the timeout there going into that play. Uh, to me, Houston's clock management at the end of games, has been questionable uh, yeah. going back to last year. Uh, Houston's a great coach. Everybody's got their weaknesses, and I think one of his weaknesses is clock management at the end of games, and uh, he needs to work on that. But, I, um, yeah, the, Holton's decision to throw that ball there rather than just pulling it and picking up the first down, uh, I, it's beyond me why he did that. But, like I said, that that's one play right there, obviously. Um we may have set up ourselves a chance to win it in regulation with a kick from Owen or who knows, maybe we put it in the end zone. Uh, I, you know, earlier on that drive, um, Isaiah Winstead was open on a, on a scramble play, uh, that would have, we would have scored a touchdown. Navy would have got the ball back with like a minute 30 left with no timeouts if we'd have scored on that play. But, uh, I, I would have liked our chances there knowing they had to throw. Um, and then you go back to that fumble by Harris, uh, which gave Navy a short field and so uncharacteristic of Roger Harris. No, and you, you're 100% right there. I, I was filming for WITN, and I, I, I'll be honest, I stopped my footage because I'm like, okay, well, nothing happened here. And then about five seconds later, Navy's just celebrating. I mean, it, it was a fumble where, I mean, Franco is just shocked because you never see fumbles from Rajay. So that, that was a big turning point. But I'll say this on the other side of the ball. I mean, I thought the defense, aside from the fourth quarter, played pretty well. No, the defense did what they needed to do. It's funny. I said all week on the podcast, you know, based on our history with Navy, if we hold them to 20 or 23 points, oddly enough, go back. I said 23 points. The defense deserves a standing ovation. And we'll be damned if we didn't hold them to 23 points, but we lost. So, uh it is what it is, but no, the defense did their job. Uh, e- even in the th- even in the fourth, um, we gave up a couple scores. You know, one of those was on a short field, like I said. So I think the defense did their job all game, and in overtime they did their job. I mean, right. you can't. That's what's really irritating about the overtime period is 
defense was fantastic every time. And, uh, you know, there was a hold uh, on that third down play where they picked up enough yardage to get it back into reasonable field goal range. Had that hold been called, it would have been third and 20 and or whatever it would have been. It would have been even longer. And who knows what would have happened if they would have picked up enough yards to attempt the field goal or if they would have had to go for it on fourth down or if it would have been a 48, 49-yard kick or what. But so many, so many missed opportunities in that game. And, boy, the officials did us no favors. Every call went Navy's way. Um, every spot of the ball that was close, they got the extra half yard. And I'm not one to blame the officials, but there was a lot of calls in that game. Going back to the targeting call on us and then not calling targeting on them. Um, it, it was several calls in that game that clearly went Navy's way. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to be one to say, oh, this call was wrong, this call was right. But that, that targeting call, it, it because I kept on looking, I was on the field and I kept on looking at Jumbotron, I, I, I still question why the officials called a targeting because, I mean, it certainly didn't look like it, certainly didn't look intentional. I mean, the roar, the loud boos that stadium had, that those might have been the loudest boos I've heard in that stadium in quite some time. So, no, I, I certainly agree with you. Terrible call. And then later on in the uh, – I think it was in the fourth. Uh, it may have been overtime. I don't even remember now. It was late in the game. Um, Holton uh, dives, and uh, Navy hits him as he's diving. And, you know, when a quarterback dives, you got to pull up. And uh, not, not only did they not throw a flag for target, and they didn't throw a flag for a late hit. And, you know, it can be reviewed. You, that That's one play, as I brought up on another show. Um, uh, Houston was arguing that. The targeting penalty, even if the, the targeting foul is not called on the on, on the field, that is a play that can be reviewed even yep. without the flag to see if it should have been targeted. Yep. Uh, and once Coach Houston brought it up to the officials' attention, it should have went to the replay booth. Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it because I, I thought that was clear cut. Uh, but certainly, again, with this Navy game, certainly not the way that we wanted or expected. I mean, I called it last week. I, I told Bubba on the show I, I didn't think that it would be a blowout like many people were expecting. But, frankly, a certain – Certainly did not expect it to be a full-on loss, but now let's move on to USF. Certainly some big storylines here. Uh, the game was supposed to be at Raymond James Stadium, and now it's being moved four hours to Boca Raton, home of the FAU Owls. Kyle, do you think that the move benefits ECU, or do you think it benefits USF? Uh, the, the move to Boca, I really don't I, I really don't know that it benefits either or. I, it kind of is what it is. Um, I would say maybe a slight benefit to East Carolina because, you know, uh, South Florida doesn't draw very well when they're when they're not winning anyway. But you, you, it's a neutral site. You know, I guess they'll have more fans there than we will. Boca's certainly closer to Tampa than uh, Greenville is. And South Florida's got a large alumni base. I'm quite sure there's quite a few alumni living in the Boca Raton area that don't get to make it to Tampa often that, you know, may go to that game. And uh, as we talked about earlier, uh, you know, now are we going to get there? Um, yeah. with, with schedule the fly out tomorrow afternoon. Um, and somebody commented about our equipment truck. Uh, I'm assuming they're on the way there now. So, um, it might be a good time for them to actually be driving down. Uh, yeah, it actually, the equipment, yeah. this is probably the best time to be driving down because the storm is kind of back in the ocean at this point and hasn't made it second landfall. So 
this right. would be the time to travel via via by by land or air. Um, not tomorrow at uh, one two o'clock, but yeah, no doubt about that. Um, and, and I was thinking, uh, I almost texted one of my buddies who's on the equipment staff, just wondering when the equipment truck was going to go down because tomorrow's going to be bad. It's going to be really bad too. They have. They haven't canceled classes in East Carolina, but they have given professors specific instructions on what to do. I, I don't have class tomorrow. I know many of my friends, they also are not going to be in class tomorrow. So as we mentioned earlier in the show, it's going to be interesting to see when they fly out. Fly out. Hopefully it will be earlier. But uh, it, it, it will be interesting, Kyle, to see this neutral site. And, and as you mentioned, too, I was at the uh, – I was at the game two years ago in Tampa, and I mean, yes, it was during COVID times, but the crowd was terrible. I mean, that stadium is red for the Buccaneers, obviously. Those seats are red, and frankly, it looked like the end of a uh, Buccaneers blowout in the fourth quarter because there just was nobody there. So, especially, too, as you mentioned with USF and just not being very good, and obviously, I mean, when they are good, they'll drop. Eh, but when they're bad, I mean, it frankly looks like a high school crowd. So I think it's going to come down to the X's and O's on Saturday. I, I, I personally don't think either team has a advantage. Uh, I think we're significantly better than they are. Um, right. I really, I really do. Uh, I, I think their offense. Look, now they may get some players back that weren't there against Louisville, which may help them. But um, their quarterback has struggled. I know he put up good numbers at Baylor. But, you know, six INTs, no touchdowns. Um, I don't think they're a very good football team. Uh, I think think if we come to play, if we're laser-focused, if we have something to prove, I think we I think we cover. I think last time last I saw the spread was nine nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we cover. Uh, I really do. Now, if if South Florida comes out, they want to win one for Florida. They want to win one for the people of the uh, you know Tampa Bay area down the Clearwater over at uh, Fort Myers, et cetera. Um, you, you never know. Uh, kind of East Carolina, Miami, ninety-nine, mm-hmm. South Florida maybe plays above themselves. Right. Um, who knows? Who knows if we're distracted mentally with uh, flying out in the storm? But uh, I, I, yeah, I think we. I think the advantage is to us. I think we're right. significantly better than they are if we if we uh, if we execute. Right. Let me let me correct myself real quick. Advantage as far as crowd and all that, there's not going to be one. But as far as who is the team, I mean, clearly it's us. I mean, I could see this game being a blowout in our favor, similar to the last two games. But I mean, frankly, Kyle, I could see this being a low-scoring game. I, I with the travel distractions and USF is going to come into this game. They're going to be hungry. They're going to be ready to go. And, and as you said, I mean, the, the Miami game in 99 is a great example. I, I think that they're really going to be motivated to win this one. They're going to have a lot of chip on that shoulder, and, and they're going to play well. Uh, Kyle, you have a score prediction for this one? You know, um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll go ahead just base it on football and uh, leave the intangibles out of it. Um, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go to East Carolina 34 uh usf 21 yeah i i think that's solid i i think the pirates will cover i won't be surprised if they don't uh i am gonna go let's see here i'll go 30 to 20 east carolina 
I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think in the end we will get it done. Kyle, any final thoughts, man? Uh, no, just uh, everybody be careful tomorrow. Uh, I don't think anybody was really expecting uh, what all of a sudden now we're forecast to get in the Carolinas. So uh, from uh, you know North Carolina down to South Carolina, everybody be careful, and hopefully the team can make it there safely and we can play this football game Saturday. Hopefully, oh, thank you for joining me, and thank you all as well for joining me. Everyone, please stay safe. Take care of yourselves and your loved ones throughout this hurricane storm. Have a great night.